Dude, I got two SNES classics. Is that not well, awesome? That is that is pretty good because they were there was there was a large supply, but they sold out, and they they weren't right. terribly hard to get. But the, the the fact you got two is good. And shout out to your significant other for assisting with that. Yeah, they uh, we tried to put them because I have a Best Buy credit card, and we tried to put both of them on the card, and they were like, "Oh no, you can't use the same card to buy two of them." And I was like, "All right, well, we got multiple credit cards, so we can be here all night." <laughs> <laughs> they had they had four left, and I was really like, I really want to buy all four. And then I was like, Nah, we can't do that. But they're unopened, and I'm not opening them. I may open one, but I'm not going to open up the other one. That one's for sure. And yeah, I, I was like, That's a good find. It's a good find. Man, I ended up opening mine right away. I just had to. I decided. Well, yeah, to but you it. only had but you only had one, so that makes sense. Yeah, like I'm. I might if if one becomes available. I may just have to pick it up just to keep it, you know, on lock. I mean, I I really wanted want to do what I was saying where I can display the boxes and stuff. So like that's really what my goal is. So I want to keep one and like I definitely want to keep both the boxes in pristine condition just that way I can display them, but I'm hoping to have like a wall of all of them of unopened boxes. You know, that'd be dope. Yeah, as long as they keep making them. Hopefully they keep making them. Well, as we'll get into later in the show, the sales have been pretty darn good, so I'm sure that they uh, w- there'll be more stuff coming from the Nintendo Classic line. Can, we, can, we have a, can we have a slight, quick discussion? Sure. Do you think that they may do a Game Boy Classic? You know, that's what the rumors have been pointing to. There was some like patent that, that came out. That kind of pointed to that, I believe. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. I mean, I, I could see them doing it because um, if you make something like the size of a phone that looks mm-hmm. like a Game Boy, that that would be that would work well, and that would you know, right, be easy to play and, and be cool. But it depends on how they execute it. That, that's going to determine how interested I am. Because if it's if it's strictly the original Game Boy from like you know eighty nine to like ninety six era games like the original game boy right that may not be super enticing but if they start going into like pokemon and like the late 90s stuff that was like really really solid um like all the zeldas that came out from well, game what, boy but what if they do each iteration so like they have a game boy a normal game boy the original game boy then they go into like game boy pocket which actually never mind they wouldn't do that but they might do like the, that the original and the color i think would make right. more sense the original, the color, the advance, yeah, like really just – Well, but see, the issue is – the issue that I see is the micro, the Game Boy Advance micro because they came out with that and it didn't sell too well. But uh, I mean it, it only played GBA games and it was after the DS came out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that – well, because it only played GBA games and it was kind of like already a classic – yeah. Well, except for the, the you actually had to own the game and the game wasn't pre-installed. Right. I don't know. I'm the, my whole discussion point to this was that they're like one a year is like they're, they're already up to the N64 is the next console they would actually do. And after that is the Wii. 
I mean the GameCube and the Wii. Yeah, and I like it's way too soon for a GameCube. And I don't, way too soon for an N sixty four. Yeah, N sixty four is kind of pushing it, but I mean that's yeah. still people have nostalgia for it, and it, with the amount of great multiplayer games that are on the sixty four, it's still going to sell really well. But yeah, it's I like agree. their their classic line is like retro stuff. I don't think right. the GameCube is retro stuff, and especially not the Wii. So. <laughs> I, I think you need. To, I think you need to stop talking shit about the GameCube right now because I feel like that was a blasphemous comment. So I mean, it's not. It's not retro. I mean, I love the GameCube. It's not the GameCube retro. is the GameCube is Nintendo's best console, as we've discussed in earlier episodes. It's it's up there. Actually, you won that. So we it's for the for That's for the for us. It's actually the SNES, but for me. It's a GameCube. It's a tough call. They're both very solid systems. It's not a tough call. It's the GameCube, but keep going. Well, anyway, uh, hello <laughs> and welcome to Codec Call, Z-Targeting's sometimes gaming podcast. Um, apologize for the delay in getting back to you guys, but stuff has popped up. We have here lives. Here, unfortunately. But feels good to be back, and we'll be grinding through a bunch of stuff that's happened over the last few weeks some exciting things exciting games coming out for sure so dakota i got two questions for you first up what you drinking uh this is hardy wood hardy wood rum barrel pumpkin trying to keep with the festive theme here and it's i got it because i don't know if i've ever said this out loud but out of all the liquors rum is my favorite I like rum. No, I don't know why you're making that face. It's actually really... It's fine. Nobody asked you for your opinion. Anyways, though, it's rum barrel. I was like, that sounds delicious. And it's made by Hardy Wood, which is a craft brewery in Richmond, Virginia. There's really not much else to say about that, but although it is 10.5%, so um, we'll see how this podcast goes. That's insane. But a rum barrel pumpkin. That yeah, it, it was. It's it's a farmhouse pumpkin ale. It says this on the bottle, so don't think I'm making this up or I actually know what I'm talking about. But it's a farmhouse pumpkin ale aged in rum barrels. That's a like very interesting combination. I think it sounds delicious, and it's actually like I know I know that we talked before this that we started recording, and I made a face whenever I first tried it. But now that I am getting a little bit more like liquored up and stuff, it's tasting better. I imagine that's something you got to like sip on slowly. Let's try it. Yeah, I can see that. Well, well, I'll, maybe I'll try doing that. We'll see how the podcast goes, okay? Yeah. Well, I am enjoying – so this is called Lazurite. Um, it's from War Pigs. So War Pigs is a collaborative brewing effort between – Oh, that's a great song. And a good song. Uh, <laughs> by Three Floyds and McKellar. So Three Floyds is from Munster, Indiana, and they're a super oh, well-renowned that. brewing yeah. company. McKellar is in Copenhagen. Um, so they started making these beers a couple years ago. In Europe, in, in Copenhagen, and then they just this year, I believe, brought it to America. So this is Lazy Right, just their normal IPA with like the heavy metal artwork. Don't don't they do that with another one? Because you had another one. 
Yeah. On, on another podcast. Was that on another podcast? Yeah, that was on another podcast. Oh, shit. Another episode. What do you mean? Why, why, is it the same one? No, I've had two. I, I've, did I have Foggy okay. Geezer the last time? Oh, man, Dude, I'm out of my element. Um, anyway, this is really good. It's my go-to beer right now. I'm really, really digging this stuff. So it's a, I mean, uh, a hoppy, very, very hoppy IPA, but sweet, kind of sweet side to all it. All I'm so, going to ask is that did that come with a cork? No, it did not. Exactly, mine did. So, so. good stuff. Yeah. So my it's next, an IPA. Yours, no, mine. Yeah, yours is an IPA. That's all I drink anymore, bro. Yeah, I know that's a problem. Anyways, though, whatever, it's fine. So my go next ahead, question. ask because I've been waiting for this question. What have you been playing? All right. So first of all, I'm not gonna say what you thought I was gonna say. Okay. Okay. That's and it really is. But first off, I bought a game today, and I bought a game for exactly four dollars and six cents. Okay, and this game literally blew my mind. And it the game is called. Let me click on it to make sure that I actually like represent this the correct way. Stories untold. Have you heard of this? No, dude. This game is blowing my mind okay it is so stranger things and okay first of all we're recording this on november 1st yesterday was halloween and speaking i mean in keeping with the festive time of year of halloween they um and stranger things did you watch stranger things yeah oh so, so good so good. i watched shut it up don't two- shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up because i'm i my wife and i decided to rewatch the first season so shut up very good okay amazing <laughs> anyways though this game pays homage to stranger things really but it is an old school text-based adventure game so, like, you know the old school games yeah. where it was just, like, you come into a forest, what do you do next? Like, look around, blah, blah, blah. You do that. And they're, like, horror – they're horror stories that you play through. There's four episodes in it. I've only played through the first two. But the first – I mean, I'm not going to lie. The second the second story, I was like, eh, I'm okay, whatever. The first episode, though, like, it – oh, my god, dude. The story is – um the the house abandoned and it oh dude it's so good it's it's crazy that because like on the screen you'll be there will be a computer and the computer will have a screen as well obviously so like you're like playing a computer game through a computer almost and um so like but what you can do is like you see your desk and you see the computer and then there's like a lamp sometimes there's like pictures and stuff and you can move like you're the person sitting at this computer so you can move the camera and look around you and stuff like that but the game still takes place on the computer inside the game if that makes any sort of sense it's really hard to explain it without you watching it yeah but um so like for instance um the house the house whenever you first walk into it has no power so whenever if you go into the house and you try to turn on the light and then because there's no power the lamp will turn off so like things will happen in the environment around the virtual computer as you're playing it 
to like condone the same thing or like for instance you'll open a door and a light will come on behind in the game behind your character if that makes sense so like imagine your character sitting at the computer playing the game you open a door so so a light will come on in front of you indicating that a door opened up behind your character so you're playing a character playing a game essentially yes and it, but the point is is because of that you get super immersed into it like super i i can't i don't i can't reveal anything but i i jumped quite a few times during this game and i don't really jump and i was thinking that in i was thinking there's no way this game can be this scary because i've heard a lot about this game I was like there's no way this game can be this like like jump scary as a text-based adventure game yeah but it is the the only issue that i have with it so far is that like like um in the second this isn't revealing anything but in the second um story you are this character and you are surrounded it tells you in the thing like you are if you say look around it says you're surrounded by um debris and so I was like, oh, well, okay. Then I was like, move away from the debris. And it was like, it, I don't know what you're trying to do. And I was like, walk around the debris. Now nah, I don't know what you're trying to do. Step over the debris. I don't know what you're trying to do. And like, it kept doing that. So I actually had to like research to figure out what I needed to do. And I actually had to say, move the debris rather than, so like, that's the one issue where like, you just have to like sit there and play around and try to think of like, how can you get this computer to understand what you're trying to say? That's my only real issue with it so far. Cause I mean, I was watching a walkthrough of it and they were like, there's no way like they couldn't figure it out until finally the computer told them like, Hey, you need to move this debris before you try to walk out of it. And I was like, Oh, that's what you need to do. But it's $4 and six cents amazing game so far i have two more stories to play i plan on playing those probably tomorrow great great game so far it sounds crazy it sounds very cool. yeah i was i was um yeah I, I was blown away um get on steam for the record if you are interested uh another game i was playing which I'm trying to figure out, so I haven't technically been playing it, but I feel like I need to point it out. I sent you a picture of it. I got approved for the Sea of Thieves Alpha. Did you talk about that? Uh, I don't know why I couldn't. I didn't sign anything saying that I can't say anything about it. Okay. I mean, I I, I haven't... I'm kind of worried about it because I haven't... Like, it says that it would be on the computer, and I'm, like, on it right now, and I can't play it right now. So I'm not quite sure if I can even play it. But I connected – I connected – so I'm part of the Insider program. I don't know if you are. If you're not, I highly recommend it for, like, everybody listening. Highly recommend to get on the Insider program. It's, you like – well, you're on a Mac right now, so forget I said anything. But – <laughs> on your computer on your desktop if you go to the microsoft store you can download the insider program hub download that become an insider you'll do all this great you'll get all this stuff before anybody else does but anyways the point is that i connected this 
the program to my Xbox. I got my Xbox like literally 10 minutes before we started this podcast. And it was like, oh, hey, you can play this alpha. We just need to like you're pending and we just need to verify that your gamer tag is part of our list and you'll be good to go. So I clicked. I was like, OK, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. Let's do this. And it's still pending. I come on here and it doesn't even show up. But according to the email, it's going to be on here. But as soon as I can, I'm going to play that and I'll get back to you guys to figure that out because Sea of Thieves is like one of only three games I bought an Xbox for. So Sea of Thieves and Cuphead are the are what was the third one? I can't remember. It's not important. Point is Sea of Thieves. I'm interested to hear you know your impressions because. It's a game that I'm kind of cautiously optimistic for. Like it looks like it has a lot of promise, but um, I just want to hear but at the same it. time, it makes you think of No Man's Sky. In a way, yeah. Yeah, that's on the same way. Which is not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I because of the entire program stuff, I get the uh, I get emails about it weekly, and they're like, "Oh, this is what we've been working on. Oh, this is what we've been doing. We upgraded this and updated that, and blah 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 blah," and um. Because of that, like I know that uh, it's coming along really well, I think. But I st- they don't talk about a story, so it worries me. I mean, here's the thing: I, I bet there won't be much of a story because mm-hmm. look at how far Destiny One got. I mean, initial reviews were not spectacular; they're like sevens. But if if the gameplay is there, it, they've shown that you can hold an audience, you know, for right. for years. If you're not doing inventory, you know. Yeah. If you're not doing inventory management, you can do it. You can have a decent game. Is basically what that says. <laughs> so, hope, hopefully you can that just, game's a hit for Microsoft. Yeah. They need a, they need a first party hit. For rare. Rare. Yeah. That's the yeah. key. Anyways, uh, what you playing? And we'll talk about the big one after you say unless that's the only game you've been playing. No, I've been playing a few things. Um the main ones besides the big one um, more Forza 7, which on our last show, which was a while ago, I touched on um, the things that people were complaining about. And as I, I've gotten farther into the, the campaign or the career mm-hmm. in Forza, I kind of have a better perspective on it. So Forza, what's stupid about it is um, you, you can increase the enemy AI, or the, the other car's AI and you earn more money by doing that. Right, just but, like in all the other ones. Yeah, but assists don't change your your earnings which that was always such a cool thing about forza is you can gamble and play it super hard but then earn more money like that's a that's right. an awesome way to to handle that you know mm-hmm. as opposed to like gt or gran turismo it's hard as hell no matter what all the time <laughs> so it's a good way to like easy win and right I, you know on the previous games i would like start with a lot of stuff on and then try to take it off and like go to like realistic steering realistic brakes blah 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 as i got better and better at it mm-hmm. so that's no longer the case how they replace <clears throat> that is you use a mod to like i'll use a mod card or whatever they're called to uh turn off the simulation braking simulation steering and i'll earn more money and they, they had that in forza 6 but what was different and there's the, the whole underlying thing with the story is there's very small changes that ended up having like a big impact on the kind of dynamic of the game. So Forza 6, I always had like um, use this braking style, use realistic braking, unlimited uses, and I always earn like 5% more. 
So that like mm-hmm. that that's fine. Yeah, you're fine with that. If, and then some like bigger things were like automatically earn thirty percent more XP or dollars or whatever, and that was like a one time use. Forza Seven, everything is limited use. It's either one like one to three uses. So, like, so like, as in the, so like the the rewind feature that that has a limited use. No, no, no. I, I mean, I mean the the mod cards, like the okay. the, the modifications. Okay, okay. So I want to earn more money by having realistic stuff, but I, I use those mod cards, and then they're gone after three times. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not earning as much money. So I need to buy another mod pack to get those. So it's this kind of constant, well, I need to buy more mod packs to get the mods to get more money. And the other thing that really sucks about it is there's a collection level now or collector level. So you start out at level one and you have to buy a bunch of shitty cars to get to level two, to get some like, okay cars. And then you buy a bunch of okay level two cars to, to then buy level three cars. So the thing that sucks is like, you can't progress until you buy the car yeah to get these nicer cars until you until you get enough shitty cars that you don't want and the best and you can't go ahead i'm sorry the best way to do it is is to buy mods but then the mods run out so you have to buy more mods and then use mods to earn more money so it's just this stupid cycle to buy cars that you don't want to increase your collector level to progress so it's just stupid so can i say something okay go ahead it's Sorry, a, it's a fun game though. I played it a lot. It's it's still fun. But now I'm done. And and you don't want to, but you can't sell. Am I correct in this? You don't want to sell the cars because you want to keep your collector level up, right? I, I don't know for a fact if you sell a car, it decreases your level. I I don't know what if that does or not. Okay, because I've heard that, and but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Being a Gran Turismo fan, I'm really glad to hear this. <laughs> well, wait till I get to GT Sport. When does that come out? It, or is it out? It did. Yeah, it's out, right? Yeah. Just when did? don't don't toot your horn on that too much just yet. Okay. I'm well. I, Gran Turismo is like <laughs> I hate to. This is the beer talking, but Gran Turismo is always the same game. Always over and over and over they just update things that's all that it is it's just an update it has nothing to do with anything else they don't it's not a new idea it's not a new dynamic it's an updated physics engine it's an updated graphics updated car roster update track list and that's it that's the only difference yeah so <laughs> another thing i've been playing is gt sport I was really excited to try it out, given how I was somewhat somewhat disappointed. Oh wait, that was the next game? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, keep going. So GT Sport is a primarily online focused esports game. That's what it's designed to be. Right. In fact, if you're not connected online, um, almost all the features of the game and all the modes are unavailable. Which your people are mostly online anyway, so that's like it's stupid, but it's not a huge deal. But what the game is designed to be, you know, I forget the dude's name, but the guy that's been behind Grand Turismo since day one, what he mm-hmm. wants is to simulate racing to the finest degree, simulate sport racing to, to the most accurate, you know, detail. Right. So what that means is he 
with this, the purpose of this game is to have an esports level realistic racing game that like holds players accountable. You have to conduct yourself with sportsmanship. It's it's designed to solely for that. You know, mm-hmm. the campaign is very limited. There's driving school, um, and then like some missions, and then there's like I think fifty driver school lessons. <laughs> maybe like 75 missions and then some like track specific time trials or something. So the driving school teaches you like how to brake and how to turn and and that kind of shit. So they're all like less than a minute challenges, but I'm, I'm glad I played through what I've done so far of driving school, like over half of it. Cause I mean, you, you learn about physics, you learn about that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. I mean, it's not like, super super fun but it's it's (laughs) you you learn about realistic driving um the missions are like none of them are like a a a cup they're not like four races in a row it's all like oh you you know get ahead of these four guys in this amount of time knock over cones blah 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 it's not like actual like like cups or championships or whatever yeah but they yeah i get what you mean so that's kind of lame and then it's it's track specific no that's good but there's not a whole lot of it and it's not not, not all of it's it is not racing supposed to be it's not supposed to be i'm taking offense to this anyway um and then it, it's it's other stuff is designed to to get, help you get to know each of the specific tracks all the turns and whatever that's the three levels of single player stuff right and then there's online racing which is all like esports style stuff so i was like okay i'm gonna try this out i know i'm gonna suck and you and and you have to before you can play online you have to watch videos about sportsmanship so if you bash into people like your sportsmanship goes down like your sportsmanship level and like you get punished for it so i was like i'm gonna suck at this game but i'm gonna get (laughs) online i'm gonna play it slow i'm gonna try to be nice and see how it goes i just want to see how it goes because i want to give this a fair shot i love your confidence in yourself <laughs> There's no rewind, so that's that's what, <laughs> that's the only reason I can play Forza. Uh, so I get on, and it's it's like an esports league. So the next race doesn't start for 15 minutes, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh, there's a race in 15 minutes. There's a race in 20 minutes. There's a race in 25 minutes. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, screw this. I'm gonna go drink a beer and go to sleep. Like, I'm not waiting around. So one of okay, these days, I'll try a race and see how that goes. Um, the game, the, the control, the physics, everything is tight as hell, as you would expect. I mean, Forza is a little bit, it's very, very realistic, obviously, but it's right. a little bit lax on some things. Yeah, it's more on the arcadey side, yeah. Be, very slightly, very slightly. Yeah. Like, Forza Horizon is is quite arcadey. But the, right, and that's that's still pretty pretty realistic. I give it, yeah. But GT is like too... A fucking T on how realistic it is, and it, it's very impressive. And the right. thing is, both games are stunningly beautiful, like unbelievable. Like there's shit in Forza, like mountains that I'm like, this is goddamn photorealistic. Like it is amazing, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to try it out on the Xbox One X and try it out yeah. in full 4K. But uh, um, it, but if you get GT Sport on a PS4 Pro and play it with HDR, like mm-hmm. there's there's tracks where like the sun rises and like you like I'm like oh my god I can't see I got to squint like it's so beautiful. I will say that, like, I'm I'm glad I bought both of them because they are just technical showcases of like what gaming can do. Like, it, it, they are amazingly beautiful. 
So, well, there's that. Is that it? Yeah. So, moral of the story: buy Forza Six on sale. Best racing game of all time. No. Oh. Okay. Wait. Six. Realistic okay. racing game. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, um, maybe. Okay. For unless you. Okay. It's like a pinnacle. Okay. It's like this. Okay. If you want the most realistic racing game, you're gonna get like Gran Turismo's here on yeah. this pinnacle. Okay. So like, if you want to have a little bit of fun and not be like completely torn apart because of the fact that like you wreck, you're screwed. Like. Yeah. Honestly, you take a line wrong in Gran Turismo on a high on a high difficulty, you're screwed. You're not yeah. winning this race at all. Anything. So like on the pinnacle of like realistic, there and that's the ba- the best right there. But then if you want, well, if you want to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun, then like go to a Forza, which is like down here. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So yeah. That's my that's my that's the way I process it in my head. I feel like if you're a hardcore racing fan, you're going to buy one of the two regardless. And I mean, they're they're solid. They're both solid. And you know what the sad part is? I don't have either one of them. And I'm pretty sure I'm the biggest like racing. Actually, no, you're pretty big. I take that back. OK, never mind. I take that back. I'm going to give it to you. I think you're a bigger racing game fan than me. I just bought more of them than you. have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I've been playing four, uh, Forza Five like it's going out of style. Like, did I, you get that on Gold? The games are Gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Is is the Grand Tour on either one of them? Uh, is it? Isn't there some kind of collaboration with them that, on some I, game? It's on, but it's on Top Gear. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, it Top Gear there's, or there's, is it Grand Tour? I mean, Grand Tour. I'm pretty sure there's Top Gear related stuff in. Forza. Probably Forza. Forza five or six. See, it's confusing. Oh, there's, okay. There's Top so, Gear. There's Top but not Gear in the two. Forza six, but not in GT Sport or Forza seven. No, oh, that's depressing. Because yeah. I know that like they did they did a collaboration with Forza, but it was really weird because in the same year they also did they their track Top Gear's track was featured in Gran Turismo. So it was like, but they did voiceover for Forza. So, yeah. Yeah. But the point is that Top Gear's in Forza 5, which is what I got for free, so I'm fine. Yeah. Um, so enough about all that jazz. Uh, still grinding through Destiny 2 a little bit. Um, I'm to the Yeah, I, I've fallen off. I'm not. I'm to the point where every week I just try to grab whatever weekly resets that I can. Um, I, I want to try to dig out some time and like try to try to play with you or or meet up with people from the clan and try to do that kind of stuff. But it it hasn't happened yet, but I mean, it's a solid game. They improved a lot on the first one. So that's, that's good. No. Yeah. They, they did. Um, that's actually probably something we should talk about, but I don't know very much about it. And that's all the new stuff that's coming. They did. They did the DLC. They talked about the DLC at Paris Games Week. The yeah. Trials of Osiris. No, the Curse of Osiris. Curse of Osiris. So I'm I'm excited yeah. to see what comes of that. Um, and they talked about they've talked about seasons. So right. Um, I believe starting in the second season, there's going to be some more. Um, 
more stuff to do just in general. They're going to bring mm-hmm. back more with faction rallies. They're going to dig more in depth with other, um, you know, other timed events. Um, mm-hmm. From a lore standpoint, um, I'm really excited about Curse of Osiris to see what we learn about the game world and about these characters that we've heard about. Um, so hopefully that delivers there and you know, right. there's just fun stuff to do. Yeah, I I really think that I think that I need to get more involved into the the lore of the game. I think that will really draw me in, honestly. Yeah. Which it's kind of haphazard. Um, That's my issue. That's why I'm afraid to do it. I don't want to just go in there and be like, "Oh, this this ghost took over the world." I'll be like, "Oh, okay, that that ruins everything." But all right then. Yeah, I'm not like crazy into it like I am with like Dark Souls. But yeah. I, I would just dig around on the on the like Destiny fan wiki and see if you find stuff that sounds interesting. Did you hear about the the new stuff that they're like like the items that they're adding? Like for instance, okay, what I'm gonna bring up here is the new ghost. Did you hear about the new ghost? No. So they're making ghosts now, but they're not gonna be like the the polygonal looking ghosts that everybody has. It's just different colors. They're coming out with like completely different shapes for ghosts. Okay. Which is an awesome idea. That was the one thing that pissed me off because, like, a ghost, is, like, you can make it so personalized for what you want it to do, and they don't give you the ability to change the shape of it. It's like everybody has the same thing. Right. And that, I hated that. So I heard about that and I got really excited. And I heard that they're, like, taking a whole bunch of items away. Really? But I, yeah, that's, um, I think it was a video on IGN. That they were talking about like how they're taking items away because they're trying to bring it – they're trying to do like the way the game worked. I don't know about any of this. This is not confirmed. But they're trying to make it more like the game – the game game is going to be more like Destiny 1. The story will be Destiny 2 though, if that makes sense. So like the story will carry on for Destiny 2, but everybody was complaining that – this that there was like people grinded a lot more you had to do a lot more stuff to get the bigger stuff you know what i mean like people would run raids like all the time in destiny i didn't know any of this but i guess people ran raids in destiny one like all the freaking time to get the good stuff and now people are just running raids and like they're just doing it to finish the raid because they can get the loot later yeah because you get like your big drops once a week and right. they, they didn't have that limit before. So I'm kind of conflicted on that because I feel like people run out of stuff to do. But at the same time, you don't have to play Destiny 24-7 to, to keep up. So right. I, I kind of like that that aspect of it. And I and I don't I don't want to play Destiny. There's too many games. Yeah. I don't want to play Destiny that much to stay competitive, really. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it being kind of light, and then, then every few weeks they drop another thing to try right. out. And the, the, it's difficult, and I will like I feel bad for them, like Bungie, because they have to really toe that line of people like like you and I compared to Destiny players. We're casual players. We're casual Destiny players. Yeah, I don't. I never have I ever had, wanted to, had a desire to play Destiny all the freaking time to stay up on everything and i don't want to i have mario odyssey to play for crying out loud i mean and it's but for people like i don't know i don't know if he'll get offended but like my brother who wants to play destiny a lot 
because he likes those games. Those are his types of games. Like I want him to be able to have that ability to play and be better than me because he put in all the extra time. But at the same time, I want to still stay competitive while playing casually. So it's it's a it's a tight rope to walk. Yeah. Um, but you make your bed, and you lie in it. Something like that. So yeah. other than that, that's all I've been playing besides the big, the big one. Really. All right, let's just get into it. Well, you, as you mentioned before, Super Mario Odyssey is finally here. The Mario game yep. we've been waiting for, or at least I've been waiting for. You know, 64 and Sunshine were very heavy in the exploration. Galaxy, mm-hmm. the Galaxy games, the amazing games, amazing games, but not that that big open world exploration, which made those mm-hmm. early ones special. And then 3D Land, 3D World were straight up levels. Again, fantastic games. Mm-hmm. But there's just something special about 64 and Sunshine. So getting Mario Odyssey, I'm very, very happy to see a return to that style. Um, I guess if, if you're okay, I'd start digging into my impressions because I got a lot I want to say about this game. All that I'm going to say is be light on story. Yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't spoil stuff. Okay, because I don't want. Go ahead. I don't want to spoil you or anybody listening because there's some very special things that happen. Because I'm literally in the second world. Yeah, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'll tread lightly. Go ahead. Very lightly. (laughs) So what I will say (laughs) is, my first. Oh God! If I can't talk about the story, where do I start? I mean, okay. To be fair, have you watched like? The stuff from E3, the demos, you've seen kind of like yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, base yeah. worlds, the basic worlds, yeah. Yeah. the basic kingdoms. So if init- you haven't, forget it. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Initially, I was honestly, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was surprised by the fact I wasn't surprised up until about New Donk City, which is a little while into the game, because mm-hmm. I'd seen every world and it was like, a jungle world and a wooded world or kingdom or whatever. We had a lake kingdom and an ice lake kingdom. Like it felt kind of redundant. Um, right. But I mean, the the levels are so dense. There's so much to do. There's so much to figure out and find. And it's like, literally, if you look around and see something that's slightly different, that's a secret. And if you, if you enter into a room and there's like, a wall that's not like fully complete or like there's some kind of angle that's like if you have any indication you can get there go there Mm -hmm. and then you can turn around and then there's a hidden moon or hidden coins or whatever it's hard to explain like what it is but anything that looks off just go go try to touch it or you know explore it do something with it yeah so it was I, i felt like they showed too much with e3 and everything because i had seen basically every world for the first like 10 but at the same time they're so dense and there's so much to do there that i can't be too pissed because they're just they obviously took a ton of time to build right Um, but once i finally got to new donk city um like that level is freaking amazing every every world is dense and filled with stuff but this one like above anything else is just 
so fun to explore because it, it's more vertical because it, it's size, right. skyscrapers. Just because of that, it just adds another level to it. And oh man, it is insanely fun <laughs> to just explore. Um, but then at that point, like that level was pretty much the best. Spoiler. And then there's a few great surprises. Well, how far are you? I've credits have rolled. Oh god dang! I didn't really good. So it's it's not a super long story, and it's not difficult to beat. But after you do that, like that's whenever yeah, that's whenever it gets good. Is yeah. what everybody keeps saying. So do you know how many total moons there are? Um, I know right now Dan Reichert, to my knowledge, has the most of anybody, and he has nine hundred and eight so far. Yeah, so, so it's basically like basically the amount of Korok seeds, right? You need like right. 150 to finish the story to kind of put that into perspective. Right. Like once you finish the story, there is so much to do. The game like begins yeah. at that point. Um, so there are – I would say there were like two key surprises and then two really amazing levels or like – and then one surprise amazing level in addition to those <laughs> that all happens like in the end of the game. So for the first like 75%, it's what we've seen. And then that mm-hmm. last 25% is a lot of cool shit happening. So then those fears kind of – or that disappointment, quote unquote, kind of went away because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's a lot of cool shit that happened. And I can still go back to those worlds that I'd seen and there's still so much I haven't done yet. So I don't – like right. if there's 40 moons I haven't gotten yet, you know, I've only seen the base, the basics of the level I, I imagine. So man, it's just, it's, it's a great game. It's a fantastic game. Like in, in four days, I would say four, there's four days in a row. I put in five hours a piece and, you know, I just ran right through it. Cause I just couldn't put it right. down. Like it was that good. I, I'm sorry. Are you done? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, so I was on, I I was gone. I was at home, like Indiana home, not here. And I had it shipped to here through Amazon. Amazon leaves packages outside my door. I live in an apartment complex. So I was really worried that it was going to be stolen because I was coming two days after it, after it arrived here, I was coming back home. So, um, good news. I don't know why, but for the first time ever, Amazon put the game inside of my actual mailbox rather than leaving it at my door. Oh, so yeah. that was – yeah, I, I was like, thank God because this, of all the packages, this is the one that I needed outside. I mean um, in the mailbox. And um, But I remember I turned it on, right Joy-Con wouldn't connect, and my wife wanted to watch me play it because she's very interested in Mario. She loves Luigi, blah, 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 blah. And um, so I had to go get a Pro Controller. Uh, this is I wanted to start out by saying that the Pro Controller is awesome. I love the Pro Controller. That was a dumb mistake of not buying a Pro Controller. But, however, I wish that it was a little bit heavier. It's like it's like top. I'm gonna say it may be my favorite controller of all the current consoles, like right now. Yeah, that's it, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and it's but I wish it was a little bit heavier. 
like the um, the PlayStation controller. The weight is perfect. I just I really like the way that the the uh, Pro controller feels. So if if the weight of the of the PlayStation controller was in the Pro controller, it'd be perfect. But whatever, it's not important. I digress. Anyways, though, started up the game. I I haven't had very much time. We I switched to days. I just haven't had much time to play it really. And um, but I after seeing the first, the thing that I love most about it, and I was really worried about it because. I do not. I am not a Mario sixty four fan. I do not like Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four is nowhere near on my list of like classic games, and I know I'm in the minority, but whatever. But this game, what I love about it is that I literally had fifteen minutes from for my wife to get dressed. Like she, to, we were going to the store. I had fifteen minutes till she would be done. I turned it on collected three moons in that time and turned it back off and was like i'm fine like this is fine i don't care about any like i well obviously i could have just taken it with me but i played for 15 minutes got three moons and i was like this game is awesome because of that and without going because you went like you said your your side and everything like that and i agree with everything you've said so far from what i've seen and I think the real issue right now is do people pick Mario or do they pick Zelda? For game of the year? Yeah. Like, which one is the best? And that's the reason why I think in the last episode I said how I really think that Mario coming out this year may be a bad thing for Nintendo. They had two game of the years, hands down. No, stop giving me that look. They have two game of the year hands down games and and they brought them out in the same year. Okay, all I'm going to say is we both retweeted a tweet from Dan Reichard that for many years in the Wii and Wii U era, he was disappointed by Nintendo and I 100% agree. Right. So the fact that they came back this year and just fucking are killing it, I'm not pissed about it. So... I agree with that, but now let's say next year they come out and they don't have anything. But the thing I know they're gonna they they're not gonna have Zelda and Mario, but we're gonna have a new Fire Emblem, a new Yoshi game, maybe a new Pokemon game, maybe Metroid, or they're gonna be coming close. There's no way, no way. There's a new Pokemon game. No way. There's a new Metroid game. And I kind of agree with that, but okay, time out. If it's a new Pokemon game, it'll come out this time next year. Like they still have yeah. a long way to go for that. Yeah, which I so like Kirby and Yoshi are gonna be the spring and what else did I say? Fire Emblem might be like September Okay, I'm sorry to say this, you're not gonna agree with this, but those Kirby and Yoshi definitely cannot sell like they're not the console like people are not gonna buy the Switch to keep though to buy it to play those games. They're just not. In that year, that's my thing. That, that I, I mean, like they're hitting at such a high note right now that they could have waited until February for Mario, and if they waited till February for for Mario, they would have had another game of the year hands down for next year. But I, I, I still feel like yes, they 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 could have afforded to wait, but I think twenty eighteen is still going to be great for them regardless. 
Do you think it's going to be better than 2017? It's going to be that's going to be very hard to top. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean like I mean he, I know Nint, I know Nintendo Nintendo does not care about game of the years. They do not care at all. They want to put out decent games. They want to put out decent consoles and that's what they do. That's that's Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't care about anything about other than themselves. They want to put out a quality product and that's it. But as a fanboy, I'm wanting them uh, as a fanboy of Nintendo, I want Nintendo to kick ass every year. And it's disappointing to me knowing that they put their eggs into two baskets this year and they're both amazing. And then next year, it's like, you can't really top that, so you may fall off a little bit. Like, I want them to be on the pinnacle every single year. And it's it's bothersome that they, they had a good opportunity there, and I feel like they may have just lost it. But at the same time, honestly, I can't think of a better 1-2 games. Like, whether or not you pick Mario or Zelda, you can't tell me that they're not at least top five. Both of them. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. If all I'm going to say is, if Nintendo's first six months of 2018 on the Switch don't also kill it, then yeah, I would agree. Maybe we should have held on a little mm. bit because they've killed it so yeah. much. Wait, and then you, you can tie people over in the spring. But the right. thing is, given how good it's been going, I almost got to think. How you know? Are they ready for it? Like, they must be ready for it because like, everything seems so calculated and re- and planned, and like they are thinking ahead and they got their you know they got their ducks in a row mm-hmm. to succeed. So I'm like, I'm not too worried about their spring lineup. I think that's going to be pretty good, but we will see probably in the coming months, in the next couple months, right? What that looks like, right? So I mean, hopefully, hopefully, that's all I can say. Maybe they'll have some announcements at the the Game Awards. Yeah. I don't know. Now, when it comes to Game of the Year, I got to say... Don't give a reveal yet. Okay. Okay, should wait. We, should no, we wait till later? No. Should we? We, we, got enough, we got enough stuff to talk about on this episode. Let's talk, we can talk about that later. Yeah, because we're already really long into this episode. Yeah, and we, we haven't <laughs> even touched the topic yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next topic. Okay, we're going to run through these real quick. Um Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is coming out for mobile devices in late November. So neither of us have looked in too much into this, but, I mean, you didn't have Damn. to tell me much. I'm going to download this anyway. It's going to be really cool. Well, yeah. So I think – I mean, it's, it's Animal Crossing. Yeah. I think the, the stick is it's a you build a camp instead of a town, so it's a little bit smaller scope to fit in with mobile. Um, it really – from what I can see, seems pretty much like an Animal Crossing game. There's just camp. one real. There's one real issue that I see here. Microtransactions. Really. No, okay. I Which see two even issues that, here. That's, it's not. If the game's free and you buy furniture, Stuff, you want that. That's, yeah. not, that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal. I get that. I mean, no. My issue is going to be. Um, you. I feel like you're not going to have the same. Like. Okay, so given our what we agreed upon as the um, the lesser known this week, 
I don't know if I want to say this, but my problem is that kids will not know the true horrors of Mr. Rossetti. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And that, oh, dude, he is, he haunts my nightmares. He's a scary dude. (laughs) We'll talk about him later, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I think this is such a perfect fit for mobile because it is. Animal Crossing is is the kind of game you play a little bit every day. Like, it's just, I think it's going to be a perfect fit. I mean, but let's not get carried away. It's not going to be Pokemon Go, but it's going to be up there. It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. And I hope. I hope a lot of people enjoy it. Yeah. Really, I do. And hopefully builds hype for the Animal Crossing game on the Switch, which if that comes out in 2018, Nintendo's 2018's going to be pretty nice. That one would be crazy. Yeah. But, but it's like Animal Crossing has like a small niche community. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if – like it will sell, but it won't be like that blockbuster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't say that they can't put all their eggs into the Animal Crossing 2018 bracket. I mean, basket, not bracket, basket. That thing. Next topic. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is uh, finally finally has a confirmed release date for Xbox One. It's going to be coming out on December 12th. So I was kind of starting to worry that this would uh, be pushed into 2018. Nobody cares, really. Um, Actually, ev- everybody cares, but only the people that care about the game are going to play it on PC like they should be in the first place. So, next topic. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. What's your opinion on it? It's not going to be what it's like to play it on a PC, but I'm pretty excited to try to rope in friends that only have an Xbox to play it. So, I'm pretty stoked about that. I mean, that part will be fun. Like, I mean, I doubt he plays it, but like getting Nick to play or something like that, that'd be fun. I I told him, uh, he's like, oh, there's going to be like a week over the holidays. I'm going to be bored. So what game should I get? I was like, dude, PUBG's coming out. It's going to be 24 bucks. Buy it. Well, 30 bucks. 24 if you pre-order on Amazon. And you're dude, Amazon Prime you, me, him, if we can get Osmar, yeah. bam. Yeah, that's, that's a squad right there. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Buckman? Yeah. If he's off at the time, probably not. And I've got a couple other friends that I used to work with, et cetera. There's a lot of people that it'll be it'll be fantastic. We can have so many people that will be the entire game. See, aren't you hyped for the Xbox edition now? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Shin Megami Tensei project for Nintendo Switch was confirmed to be Shin Megami Tensei Five, the official fifth entry into the series so i am very excited for that hardcore right. jrpg fans be excited mm-hmm. yep that's about it um i mean the only jrpg i really like is chronicles chronicles xenoblade xenoblade oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah, i'm yeah my bad that was my fault uh, no no problem um razor is making a phone called the razor phone <laughs> Do we really need to talk about this? This is dumb. So it's a gaming phone. Which nobody wants because everybody's phone already plays games. And I don't see how it's going to be like that big of a difference. Did you – did you see – did you watch the conference by any chance? No. I did and every other word out of the guy's mouth was insane or perfect and that's all that was. It was just like – 
he goes, this is the most perfect phone. I mean, it's insane. And that's what it was. Every other I'm oh my god, it got so annoying. He started talking about I mean, the idea of the phone is fine. I get it. It's I'm sorry, this is my wheelhouse, so I'm taking advantage of this. And it it looks dumb. Cause he was talking look, okay, this is my phone, right? Phone right here. He was talking about how it's gonna have front speaking front facing speakers. Because whenever you're playing a game, you don't want to have your hands on the side to where then you are covering up the speakers. Makes right, sense. Right. I get that. But the problem is that he said when you're playing a game, whenever you're playing a game, your hands are like this. And if they're front facing speakers, I'm covering them. What's the point? I'm covering them right now. Why? Like you just say that front front space front facing speakers are ideal. That's what you want. But you don't want it for gaming because you're still covering them. Yeah. Okay, there's that. Next is he was talking about it has 8 gigs of RAM. You don't need 8 gigs of RAM in a phone. Get over it. This My phone, I have the Note 8. It has 4 gigs of RAM. It's completely fine. There's – I mean I just – this is dumb. I'm afraid that it's not gonna it's not gonna uh, sell very well, and he they put it's just dumb. Yeah, I feel like the the want by consumers for a <laughs> excuse me gaming phone just isn't there, right? And it's like it's not gonna how much better is it really gonna be than other phones when you have like the the Galaxy Eight, the iPhone Eight, whatever, like the, right. these the Google Pixel and all that stuff. These are very powerful phones. Like, it's is it really going to add that much benefit? You know, I mean, if you to all future companies out there, if you're trying to make a gaming phone, there are th- three companies to get a hold of. Actually, there's probably a couple more, but you want to get in touch with Apple, you want to get in touch with Google, and you want to get in touch with Samsung, and that's it. They dominate the the phone market and there's a reason for that yeah so just don't try to do this i just whatever i don't uh, yeah i i don't know i don't see it being super successful and then he was talking about the four four thousand hour million four thousand million amp hour battery the the Note 7 had a 3,500-hour milliamp hour battery, okay, and it blew up. Yeah. So why? Why are you trying to go 4,000? Just stop. But We shall see. I don't know. I mean, I will say the, the only interesting aspect of the entire thing is $700. Yeah, that that's a solid. I mean, for that's that's some, a great price, great price, and it's, it has some stuff that other phones, like no other phone, really has, like the speakers and whatever. So right. that's that's cool to see. And I mean, I, I like Razer. I really enjoy their keyboard mouse that I have, and they do cool stuff. I'm um, disappointed in Razer. I don't like Razer. I'm a fan of the Blade series of laptops, and I kind of want to get one, but we, as we were talking about earlier, like it's too expensive for you know just to look nice. Right. But they look cool. Of course. That's the point. Okay. Next. <laughs> um, NeoGAF 
had some issues. Um, not to get, we don't, we don't need to dive into the politics of stuff, but, uh, basically the, yeah, we, we don't do that. The founder of NeoGAF had some accusations, um, and it had, uh, the, uh, woman based, you know, said he committed things and, okay. So that's getting into the legal side of it. Anyway. Um, uh, and NeoGAF has been infamous for kind of being progressive and, and left leaning. So this is a lot of it was seen as hypocritical. So a bunch of mods quit in protest and basically the whole community kind of imploded. Um, this is sad to see because for years, like NeoGAF has kind of been my go-to for, for gaming news and discussion. Really. Um, there's a lot of kind of smaller communities. Like I'll go to the kind of funny forums or mm-hmm. um, like other other sites that that I'm fans of their content and kind of get the the news and opinions of that community. But when it comes to I want to see everything that was announced today or every news story that came out today or talk about all the games that came out today. Like NeoGAF was the best place, and like I would go to uh, go to Kotaku or Polygon or Gamespot to see you know the news of the day. But it's they don't quite cover everything. And they, they kind of focus on the things that they enjoy or, or specialize in or whatever. Like I felt like right. NeoGAF was like the like just the blanket standard. Like this is everything that's out now and everything that happened today. And they, I don't know. It was it was great. That's that's where I got most of my news. Um, so I, I was a huge huge fan of it. Um, despite you know whatever may have happened with the community, but. Uh, a, a bunch of members have started a new forum amply titled uh, Reset Era. So a Reset of NeoGAF. And that's they've kind of picked up right where they left off. So mm-hmm. I've been very – I mean I was – I whenever NeoGAF got shut down, I was like, where am I going to go to get all this news? Because I was looking at Polygon and Kotaku and it's like they have the news, but i got to dig through all these other s- things that they put, all these other posts and like – it's not the same. Like, and I was looking for new sites. I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck. What am I going to do? But uh, Reset Era has been fantastic so far. So, Right. That's um, I, I was not really a big NeoGAF person. I, I mean, I went on a couple times, not too often. I mostly stuck to the bigger websites, I'll be honest. Um, Reset Era has – I've actually been – I went to Reset Area Era. I like it. It's it's doing it's working there. Like for being a small site, it's working. I like it so far. It's uh, I'll probably stick with it um, for the most part. Mostly what happened. I don't know. Maybe next year. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, when the when the Z targeting forums start up, then it's all over. It's game over. Oh for hell else. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. And another bit of sad news, we'll stay on a sad note for now. Um, EA kind of abruptly announced they were closing oh, Visceral. Are we we're going to talk about this? I, th- I feel like we got to, man. This. No, you're right. We have to. The problem is, is that we're really late on it. We are really late on it, but I just want to. And it's sad. It's, this is the kind of bullshit. This is why everybody hates EA. How many studios have they bought and acquired, and then they shut down? And, right. and studios that made classic games and they just buy them and shut them down. Like it, it there, 
I, I know that there's business reasons that they they're hemorrhaging money or blah blah blah, but it's it's still you just look like a fucking cyclone just tearing apart anything in your path. Like that, that's the impression I just can't help but get. And it it's the gaming community already doesn't have your back. Yeah. And honestly, like as much as I hate to say it. I, I, you know what? I don't hate to say it. As a person that's part of this community, if you are a gamer and you support something, you will support it to the very end. Like I don't think that there's any other business that really supports its creators as well as the gaming community. You know what I mean? I like, think a lot of people argue that the gaming community is more toxic than any other community, though. No, wait, time out, time out. Okay. Toxic, absolutely. I that that is one hundred percent true. Like, I mean, you go to the four chan video game uh, forum and you see how toxic that is. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, but I, I, I do see what you're saying. Like, people are lifelong fans. Like. I mean, right. Like there's, there's literally like, there's very few things that I would not do for Nintendo, obviously outside, like outside of what Nintendo would want me to do. But I'm saying like, I would support Nintendo no matter what they did. They could be like, Hey guys, we're making a new Wii. And I'd be like, what? Oh my God. As dumb as I know that that is, but I, I'm willing to support them no matter what. And EA needs to really learn that you can't keep doing business like this. Like you can't keep buying these businesses to be like, Hey, we need you to make some games. And they're like, Oh, Hey, we have this idea. It's called dead space. How do you feel about it? Gamers go crazy over that. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, we're going to close you down. And I hate to say it, but squares doing the same thing. But I mean, what it's, it's annoying because there's so many small communities in the gaming community, really that bigger companies can just come in and clean house really and it's what's frustrating it's not even like they're trying to like take over their competitors or like try to undermine their competitors they just buy shit and close it and it's just destructive to the to to people making games so yeah it there's and the the thing is the the game that they were making was a single player story-based Star Wars game with um, Amy Hennig directing, who directed Uncharted 1 through 3. Um, so she is, I think, when it comes to those types of games, linear, story-based, single-player games in the industry, she is one of the best. Yeah, one of the best to have on your project. By far and away, one of the best. So the fact that this game is not being made, one of the most talented directors of, of this style is off it. And the studio is closed down. Like, what the fuck? Like, it is so depressing. And you can't. So Kotaku actually, they put out some stories after doing some sleuthing and, and getting some anonymous, you know, tips and whatever mm-hmm. about what actually went down. So that's a read that article. It's super interesting. But it's like, if you make a single player game and it's a hundred million dollar budget that people are going to play a couple times, like it, the, you can't you can't expect to make your money back on that style, like a, a massive, massive budget like that on that style right. of game. And you're not, you can't just put one person there and expect to get like uncharted for like, they, they say in the article that they were trying to compare. We, we need to meet the Metacritic scores of uncharted Four. uncharted four was fucking phenomenal. You're not right. like, 
it takes a studio years and years and years to gain the talent to make a game that gets like a 94 Metacritic. Like right. that is very rare. Like, I you mean, can't, you can't expect that to, out of the blue. Right. I, I'm, yeah, you're, you're completely right. I mean, think about, um, for people that are listening that don't really know too much about it. Um, think about, I don't even know what it's at right now, but think about, um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild held, I don't know if it still does, but it held the highest overall Metacritic, the second highest overall Metacritic score on Metacritic at 98. And one guy put his, his, like, that's Nintendo. Nintendo that's been in the industry forever, and they only got the second highest on one of the hands-down best games of all time, and you only get the second highest? Like, that's... That's crazy. I mean, I will say later on, a person put in their review. The review was not that great of Breath of the Wild, and that dropped down to 97%, which knocked it from the second highest. But that's not important. What is important, though, is like you're completely right. It takes you – can't, you can't go to an industry – you can't buy a company and be like, hey, we need this game to be good and expect it to be good after the the company's only been out for a year like you've only assembled the team for one year and you had a whatever i i don't whenever i saw this i was extremely disappointed yeah and i mean like i metacritic is a very tough judge because it, it it's everybody yeah judging everybody game. like i look at if a game gets an 85 i'm like th- that is solid that is a game right. worth picking that, up. That is, I mean, in a realistic scale, that's a nine point yeah. On a realistic scale, because there's yeah. so many, there's so many biased people out there. It's gonna happen. Yeah, you but. see like these websites you've never heard of. That you know, <laughs> there's some, there's one guy out there giving a game a four when everybody else is at a like a seven to eight. Like, yeah, you you got to account for those things. Like an eighty five is a solid game that is worth your sixty dollars. Yeah, you know? honestly, I would say even eighty. At that point, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I would say eighty-five is like definitely worth picking up, and eighty is like if if it's a game I'm on the fence about, and it gets an eighty, I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. And then seventies is when it's like I got I need to be a fan of the genre or fan of the series. But I don't know. It's it's disappointing. Yeah, like stop it, just stop it. Okay, let's let's change the tide. Get to some happier news. Um. This past week, there have been multiple stories about things that are selling really well. So I, I wanted to touch on some some ways that the, to show that the gaming industry is growing and, and thriving. So Super Mario Odyssey sold 2 million units in the first three days of launch. So not only is Nintendo killing it just in terms of putting out great games and the Switch being a great console, um, people are buying games for the Switch. There's... Five, this this makes five million sellers on the Switch: Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, Arms, Splatoon, and this. I think that's it. But that's still pretty spectacular. And yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it's like one one a month right now. Yeah, and so that's one, essentially one in every five, one in every six, every one in every five and a half Switch owners has like each of those games. Like, right? That's awesome. 
Um, the SNES Classic. Now, here's why we don't have a virtual console for the Switch. The SNES Classic sells <laughs> 2 million units in its first month. And it was, it was actually the best-selling hardware of the month. So <laughs> hopefully Nintendo realizes that people want to buy their shit, and if they make more, they're going to sell it. So I freaking mean, make more. There's going to be a virtual console. It's going to take some time. Yeah. And I will say people need to stop buying this shit, but... I mean, no, time out. As somebody with two of them, people need to really start buying them. A man with two SNES classics. Dude, people got stop gonna buy these fucking things. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not I'm not very good at selling myself, okay? Or selling my own products, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. People need to buy them like crazy. They're selling like hotcakes. There. Um, so speaking of Nintendo, the Switch is currently at seven point six three million units sold. So that is through the six, first six months of the console's life. Is that on par with the PlayStation 4? Or is that higher? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. But what I do know is if it keeps up like that for the next six months, in one year, it will sell more than the Wii U. Sold during its lifetime. So that's good. Wait. Okay, so at the end of the year, will that be over 10,000? I mean, 10 million, sorry. That, that would be about 13, 14 million Dude, switches. you know what's you know what's really crazy? Didn't PUBG just pass 10 million in sales? 15 million. 15? God damn! Never mind then. I'll take that back. I was going to say, dude, that's like every single person having a Switch having PUBG on their Switch. Which would be amazing. That's Holy crap. I don't know what to say about that. Keep going, though. Sorry. So, glad to see Nintendo selling back. really well. That, too. Oh. And it isn't even out for Xbox yet, so it's only beginning. Um, and then the, the last one was, um, excuse me, Sony has sold or shipped 67.5 million PS4s as of end of September, I believe. And by next month, March, I believe this isn't showing it, but I did read somewhere that by next March, they expect to do 79 million PS4s through the holiday season. So think about, I wonder how much, how many of those are PS4 pros? Honestly, Uh, they said a fifth of them. So 20%. Okay. That's not, that's not too bad. That's not bad at all. That's pretty good for a pretty niche, niche product. Right, right. Because I figured the Destiny bundle probably increased that number quite a lot. I mean, I yeah. bought it for yeah. crying out loud. And it came in white. I mean, why would you not want it? I actually, really? I, I know a few people that got that, that I didn't expect to buy it. So I think just De- the Destiny 2 hype and the bundle, mm-hmm. it hit with people. So, right. yeah, for sure. Um, but again, comparing this generation to last generation, um, the PS4 is on track to meet PS3 sales. This would be in about a little over four years, basically four and a half years to five years. Wait, the PlayStation 4 has been out for four and a half to five years? No, no it's been out for four. But with, by, by the time it hits its fifth year, it's like definitely going to be over what the PS3 did in like eight or nine years. Holy crap. I can't believe that. So I, can't, I just insane. feel like I... Sh- yeah, I feel like I just haven't had it that long, really. So I, I think 
it looks like the PS4 and the Switch are both selling fast enough that they could compete with like the Wii U and the PS2. Right. Which is good. Yeah, fantastic, really. Right. So, Sony just had their Paris Games Week conference, which um, they skipped the last one or two years, and they came out with a pretty pretty decent uh, conference. Not a whole lot new, but solid stuff. I was really disappointed that we we didn't get release dates. I wanted to, yeah. I really wanted to see release dates for Spider Man, God of War, you know. They do. They dropped the ball on that, like really bad. They why would? You, I'm sorry. We we've seen Spider Man's for so long now. Like, yeah. Give a release date. Give. Exp, I mean, in early 2018 for um, God of War does not is not a release date. And you know what's really disappointing is it's almost been. The last E3 conference, this year's E3 conference, and this is like almost all the same games. Oh, yeah. That's kind of yeah. concerning. It is because – especially because what? Not three uh, – the – what was that? 2017's – I mean uh, 2015's E3? 2015? 20, no. 2016's E3 for, a for Sony – was amazing it was yeah. great it was one of the better ones yep. and it's crazy that we're still seeing games from then from then that are still not given release dates yep so like we'll i, I, I want to see what they do at psx can they correct this at psx and if not then i'm starting to get worried yeah i mean if they have a psx we don't even know yet yeah no no no, no. yeah they, they are they are are you sure? Yes. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. That's 100 because I confirmed. I don't think you are. That's it's definitely happening. Oh, wait, I look. I, I looked at tickets. P A S X P. Okay, never mind. You're right. When did they confirm that? I don't. Oh, uh, August 14th. Okay, I. So um. What was that? IGN just had a thing where they were like, yeah, it's not been confirmed yet. So I was just going off that. I'm sorry. I have yet to confirm it. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, so we'll try to run through what happened at this conference real quick. Um, Guacamelee 2 coming out. Fantastic. Love Guacamelee. This would be great. Um, Loco Roco 2 remaster. Mm. Heading to PS4 and 4K. I, I, I like that they do Loco Roco, Patapon, Parappa the Rappa. In 4K on the PS4 Pro. It, it's just... I don't know. I like that. Um, Spelunky <laughs> 2. Fantastic. Yes. More... Th- that and Guacamelee's two Metroidvania games. That's awesome. Um, the big surprise of the conference... Uh, one thing I've been waiting a very long time to hear mm-hmm. was Sucker Punch's next project. Uh, it's called Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. A good trailer... Mm-hmm. Uh, looked very nice. Um, people were, you know, they were freaking out. They're like, oh my god, this is day one buy. Oh my god, it looks so amazing. We really don't know what kind of game it is. I'm, I'm, I think it looks great, what we've seen, but I don't know, I don't know what kind of game it is, you know? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It, I watched the, um, uh, the trailer yesterday, 
I think it was. And it, the trailer looks phenomenal. It's, it, it, it's like a story that nobody really knows. Like, you know what? Like, not necessarily nobody really knows because that indicates that it's a true story. I'm saying, like, it, it, it's not really what you would expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think it looks superb, really. Which, given Sucker Punch, I would, I would imagine it's an open-world action game, maybe somewhat akin to Horizon. Right. Um, given that they, you know, worked on Infamous for the last probably decade or so. So that's what I'm expecting, which I think that'll probably work out really well. The the Mm -hmm. little bit of action we saw, I mean, looked intense. Um, So, I mean, ready to hear or excited to hear more about it eventually. Absolutely. Hopefully they have something in PSX now that I know that there's dates. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Destiny 2 Curse of Osiris, which we touched on December 5th. (laughs) Whatever. Excited to have more stuff to do. New Spider-Man trailer. That, that, looked phenomenal. Yeah, it looked really uh, good. Again. Can't how do you to feel it. about the how do you feel about the white Spider Man suit? I am very excited to get different suits and I hope that you can okay. buy a lot of suits. That would be amazing. Dude. I think it's crazy that at the very beginning of the trailer he was like, Oh hey, this is my friend uh Miles Morales and it's like What? Yeah. Like that that was crazy. Super excited to see these these up and coming characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that'll hopefully be great. Um, God of War. I mean, it looked looked good. Um, just showed like a little fight. It was fine. Um, Shadow of the Colossus remaster looks freaking amazing. It, 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 <sighs> it looks like a total like total. Not maybe entirely built from the ground up, but like pretty much built from the ground up. Right, but it's it still. Oh, I'm still so mad about that. If only, yeah, if only it was a sequel. But well, that and I'm just mad because they've already redone it, so stop redoing the same thing. It's like I'm I I'm borderline getting sick of the remakes. Like, yeah. it's nice to have a remake, but stop trying to be like, hey, guys, remember Skyrim? Come back and play it on this new 4K adventure. Ready? Go. There's, there's and that's literally the, like 10 different versions of Skyrim. Exa- well, I mean, Skyrim was a bad example. But yes, yes, you're right. But I'm saying like it just it just gets annoying because like just create something new. We don't want the same thing just upgraded to 4K. We want a new game. Also create recreate the stuff in 4K, remaster it, whatever, but create something new. Yeah. And, and and it's hard to say that because sadly myself, I, I'll put myself in there. I did not realize that 4k was a hard thing to do i didn't realize it was hard to upgrade remaster whatever a game to 4k and it actually is kind of difficult so it's it's hard to yeah and just create something new i'm conflicted on it as well because hd remasters were a huge part of the the last generation and at the time i was like this kind of sucks but at least you know i can i can play it on a console i have and then they started re-remastering everything. And 
I wasn't immediately drawn to it because if they put out some PS2 game that the disc is now like 60 bucks used and then they remaster it for PS3. Oh yeah, that, that's, that's great to have that. But then they bring it back for PS4. The only reason I'm picking it up is so that I don't have to switch out my consoles, you know? Right. And right. That, that's not as big of a draw. No. And I, I, I agree. Make something new. I wish, what, what if instead of doing the HD stuff on PS3, they got Last Guardian done. That came out on PS3. Now, instead of this a, a, additional remaster, they had some other new game that came out for PS4. You know, that right. would be a better situation. But that's not what we got. So, And I gobbled that up. You know. Right. So it's, it's, it's tough. Um, Detroit Become Human had another trailer, which it was controversial because it, yeah, as as the the android you had to like fend off an abusive father who was trying to to beat up his his daughter which was a very brutal and harrowing scene um which my first impression upon watching the trailer I was like wow this is heavy this would be a very intense and emotional game to experience mm-hmm. um a, a lot of people came out online and said like this is disrespectful to people that have been through abuse and I, I I get that like they kind of take this very heavy topic and kind of simplify it into like, yeah. win or lose, right? Into an android ish sort of scenario. Yeah. At the same time, it's good to see games kind of push, you know, and handle controversial topics. I guess. So I don't, I don't. Well, I guess we'll have to see how it fits in the whole game. Really. I mean. Okay, I'll be honest. I didn't see the trailer yet. I didn't even know there was a trailer, really. Um, I will say that my whole thing about the whole situation is that the game is about choosing your own path. Therefore, if you don't want to take that path, you have that option. So, really, I mean, I realize why people think that it's disrespectful, but you, you have the option to not do that. Don't take that path. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... It's, uh, I mean, whatever. I I will say this, though, that uh, Detroit sounds like, as somebody that was a huge fan, I was a huge fan of Heavy Rain. It sounds really good. Yeah. But I I just hope that they keep it up, really. They, uh, I mean, what was it, Beyond Tooth? Beyond Two Souls, yeah. Beyond Two Souls, that, that that really dropped the ball. So hopefully they, uh, this one doesn't fall flat again. Yeah, I'm a fan of David Cage. You know, Beyond yeah. Two Souls. I mean, I had a great time with it, but it wasn't nearly what Heavy Rain was. So, right. We'll see. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, and then the last big thing from the conference was something I definitely did not expect to see this soon. Um, but another trailer for Last of Us Part 2, um, very intense and violent. Um, people getting chopped the fuck up. Um, and, and really, until you saw the logo, you really didn't know what game it was for. You know? Dude, I'm, I am more confused now than I've ever been about The Last of Us. Like, seriously. There... Wh- what is that? It doesn't. It, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't really dived dive too deep into it. But does it show Joel or Ellie at all? Nope. 
Not at all. That's, what? So, yeah. How? I, I, I think some people were complaining that the, that the trailer was too over-the-top violence, and I can see that. But the thing is, the whole the whole way they did it, oh, my God. I, I, I am, I've been I'm, on a Last of Us kick for the last couple of days because it's like you didn't know – what game it was, what was happening. Right. They played it off so class, like so classy. Dude, was, and they've been uh, mysterious. Um, the, the woman, the main woman from the trailer is Laura Bailey, who she's done voice acting for other um, right. Naughty Dog games. And she does a fantastic job. Uh, I love her work uh, in the Uncharted series. So very excited to have her on board. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition uh, to uh, Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson, it is for Ellie. Yeah. But both I fantastic. Think- that sounds right. It doesn't matter. The, all of the voice actors are fantastic. Yeah. And, all of them. And, I mean, just having played through uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy about, like, a month ago finishing that, like, the the facial animations and the acting, like, the, Naughty Dog gets great performances and makes a great story with great characters. So yeah. I cannot fucking wait. And it's – we don't know who these people are, when it takes place, how it ties into the story. Like – I have I'm a theory. I'm so fucking excited. I have a theory. I don't know if we're diving down into theories on this, but we, I have a theory. We can touch on it because I've, I've read some stuff online that I've, I'm convinced is oh. what is happening. Oh, I have I, – I did not read any of that, so I only have a small theory. It's a very small theory. And that is – so in the, pre, in the first um, uh, trailer that we saw – a year ago at PSX last year, they uh, they talked about how Joel may be dead. Yeah. And Ellie is talking about how he's going to go kill them. So this cult, I feel like it's a cult. I think the cult has is the one that's is the ones that killed Joel and that they are who Ellie is going to go after and kill. Yeah. That I mean, it's a small theory, but that's that's what I've considered the most part. Yeah, I, I think that's a plausible thing. That you know, we had the fireflies in the first one, and then this one kind of introduces the more religious, like a subsect right. of it. Of what it's kind of hinted right. that is maybe part of the fireflies. So maybe those people still exist, and then they seem very ruthless and evil, and then. Yeah, maybe something happens, and that's specifically who Ellie's going after. Um, right. I guess semi-spoiler alert, what people on the internet have gleamed, um, they think that the main woman is Ellie's mother because um, – Naughty Dog – We don't know what happened to her? Well, she died shortly after childbirth, and we know Ellie's mother's name is Anna. Oh, yeah. So Naughty Dog was saying this is who voice acted – each person in the trailer and then they said laura bailey is blank and it was four like four spaces or whatever it's like four letters so that would line Hmm. up with anna and also why would they block it out if it's somebody that we've never met before or never heard of before it's got to be somebody that we right know of right and um the, the cult leader she held a knife up to the woman's stomach and said she's nested with sin or something kind of implying that she may have been pregnant. Holy shit. Yeah. God dang it. I hate when people make sense. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then she tells the people to, to clip the other girl's wings 
So that kind of ties into the animal firefly thing. Right. But she, she mentions apostates, which are people that like rejected your religion. So I think maybe did the fireflies start as a religious thing, looking at the infected as demons because the other people refer to, they say the demons are coming. So is that what it started at? Or was there like kind of a division where like, because we know the fireflies from the main game were more like military or political focused. Right. And then, but this took it in like a religious direction that the infected are, are demons that, you know, need to be exercised or whatever. So it's, it's all just, you know, it's crazy. Like, I really, yeah, I really hate whenever the internet makes sense. I really hate it. <laughs> like, yeah. God dang it. I thought I was onto something. Never mind. But that could still definitely be part of like what's going on I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the current, you know? Right. On, honestly, like the same thing can happen. Like they could have killed Joel. She realizes how everything is happening. It's now becoming more religious. It's just crazy to me because – we can agree that I th- I think that um, that is a cutscene probably in the game. That is yeah. probably a cutscene in the game, and the fact that you can have a cutscene in a game sitting around two people and they're not even in the entire sequence of the cinematic is nuts. Like how? <laughs> but whatever. It's. I mean, like, if it's his, if it's her mom, that makes that, and for her mom to kill Joel, the one that she finds to be like the, the pretty much her father, you know, like her one caregiver for her own mother to kill that, that would make a very interesting topic, like extremely interesting. Yeah. So, at honestly, at this point, I'd be interested to see that. That. Uh, the point is that I'm going to buy this game no matter the amount of money it costs, no matter the console it's on. I don't think I've ever been more interested in a game. Yeah, this is going to be so freaking good. Like, yeah. And I watched – this is dumb, but I watched the uh, the trailer literally like five minutes before going to bed and um, on my phone – and I thought about it like all the way up until the moment the trailer was done until I went to sleep. And it was – yeah. I, I, I just want to play through Last of Us Remastered. Like I'm going to like because I have it. I don't know if you have it. Yeah. Do you, okay, yeah. I – we should probably do – I kind of yeah. want to do it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at like the same time. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should do that. Maybe we'll upload it. Anyway. Okay, next. Um, okay, games in November. All right, do you want me – I have the list. Do you want me to start it? Yeah. Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. Buying it. Coming out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. November 3rd. You want it? It'll you be, getting it? It'll be a solid game. I'm it not will buy it. not be a solid game. Shut up. I think Sledgehammer did a good job. I'm not going to buy it. it, it it's going to be good. I'm not going to buy it. I'm. <clears throat> I'm see. I'm see. I'm really hoping that the whole like this is the least amount of. Um. 
That's the word that I'm looking for. I feel like the the amount of anticipation for a Call of Duty game has never been lower than World War Two. Honestly, I, I th- yeah, because it's like that Infinite Warfare and Ghosts were all like whatever. Right. And the right, thing, exactly. The thing is with 2017, I've gone on and on about how 2017 is so good. This is the year that I've actually got into multiple multiplayer shooters, and that never happens. Splatoon two. <laughs> PUBG, Destiny 2, which are not all – it's not all the same type of genre, but, like, I've got enough of that already. I I don't have enough time to dig into this. Plus, PUBG's coming out for Xbox and the Destiny 2 expansion. I'm going to be digging into those. So, this – I mean, it's going to be good, but whatever. You know what's crazy, though? My brother and my sister's boyfriend is going to kill me, but (laughs) Destiny 2 proves to me – that Bungie can just be like, hey, guys, we made a game, and it's going to be better than any other first-person shooter no matter what. Yeah, that's pretty and, and, and And that's crazy to me because I, after Halo, honestly, like, 3, I was like, Bungie's done. And then <laughs> they come out with – I mean, it's bad, but whatever. But they, like – Whatever. Okay, I'm not buying it is the point because it says Call of Duty as the first three words. Um, next is – go. Ahead. you can say this one. We need to move quicker. I don't have the list up. Oh, dang it. Um, hack, GU, last recode, oh, whatever. I'm going to buy that. Oh, yeah, because it's JRPGs. That's why I wanted you to say it. That's why I wanted you to say it. Um, Neo for the PC November 7th. That's cool. That's coming out for PC. Yeah, I want it. I really do want it. Um, I'm going to wait till it is discounted, whatever sale. Uh, Sonic Forces, Sonic Forces, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, November 7th. You getting it? I'm worried it's going to suck. <laughs> Me too. If, if it gets a 73 on Metacritic, I'll buy it. I'm going to go not right this. away. <laughs> I'm going to go with the 76. If it's 76, I'll buy it. But I'm going to wait for the score. Uh, Doom for the Switch, November 10th. You buying it? I'm not going to buy it. It's super cool that they brought this out for the Switch. Oh, dude. That's why I'm I'm worried that nobody will buy it. I'm really worried about it. Because I feel like people have already had it on Xbox One or or PlayStation 4 by this point. That's what I'm worried about. And, and it's I, mainly single player. That's the problem. Exactly. And I mean, it. if you don't have it already, buy it for the Switch, please. If you yeah. don't have it already. Which I, uh, I bought it actually um, for Xbox One when it was somewhat discounted. And I did end up trading it in uh, after a few months. Like it's an awesome game. It, it yeah. feels like an old school arcade shooter, but actually super modern as well it, it does both right. at the same time and it kind of blew my mind that i got that feeling um exactly it, i mean it's 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 such a good arcadey game that but it doesn't still, feel dumb it does like I, exactly and it's a it's a great game i'm not a big person so right bethesda is knocking out of the park speaking yeah, of which yeah. how do we go an entire fucking podcast on november 1st without speaking of wolfenstein because i haven't played it yet i cannot wait to dig into it 
Okay, I that's fine. Wait. That's fine. No, I'm completely fine with that because I'm I'm really considering buying it and whatever. I gotta stop before you convince me to buy it because I'm intoxicated right now. So me buying it is probably really close to happening. Anyways, though, Need for Speed Payback on the 3DS, November 10th. Who cares, really? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, Mario Party, the top 100 for PlayStation 4. <laughs> Xbox One and PC. That is a huge typo. It's coming out for 3DS, November 10th. Why not the Switch? Exactly. Uh, Football Manager 2018 for PC, November 10th. Yeah. Uh, Batman, the Telltale series, Switch, November 14th. That's, That's cool. awesome. That's, That's coming cool. out for the Switch. I uh, Thumbs up. It's kind of an odd series, but whatever. Go ahead and buy it. Um, if you if you like those sort of games, Ella Noir for the Switch, November 14th. Awesome. Holy shit, I forgot that this was happening. I can't wait because Ella Noir was like one of my favorite games of that generation. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, November 14th. Eh. Okay. Uh, Rhyme for the Switch, that's cool. November 14th. That's that's cool. Switch, uh, Rocket League for the Switch, November 14th. That's awesome. Cool. Fucking awesome, really. Um, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, uh, 3DS, November 17th. Star Wars Battlefront 2. November seventeenth. You buying it? Uh, I mean, I'm glad they they did a single player. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm really close to one pint of beer on rum beer, so it's uh, yeah. Dude, you're about to be. Uh, dude, I'm I'm like struggling here. Uh, the Elder the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Switch November seventeenth. You buying it? I already, I already own loot. Skyrim. On, I bought it three times. You're not buying it on the Switch? I already have bought it three times. I do not need it again. Well, if, this, if it, whenever it's twenty bucks, I'll get it. This will be my fourth buy. Fourth. The Sims Four PlayStation Four oh, PC. No. <laughs> I'll get Skyrim when it's on sale because that'll be really cool to take it on the go. But yeah, dude. Sale. I'm not gonna yeah. pay sixty and bucks. And also, you don't want to have amiibo, amiibos. You? Um, oh wait, you don't open them. Never mind. Yeah, they stay in the box. Crispy as hell. Fucking piece of shit. Um, The Sims Four, PlayStation Four, PC, November seventeenth. Nobody cares. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations One and Two Switch, November twenty eighth. I might get that. I agree. Actually, I'll get that on sale too because I heard the Revelation games are like good. They're really pretty good, good, like old yeah, school style, and I appreciate that yeah. old school style Resident Evil. I'll get that as um, I'm really uh, speaking of PSX, the DLC for Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, dude, like that's the shit right there. I kind of thought about getting. Is it Resident Evil 7, like, Gold Edition or whatever? Because yeah. there was multiple DLCs. There were many DLCs that they did. Right. And I'm like, I'll just... It, to buy them all is probably going to be, like, 50, 60 bucks. So I'll just get the Gold Edition and get them right. all together. Because RE7 was a fantastic... Like, we'll get into how great 2017 is later, but that was such a great surprise. And the, the DLCs that people say are great. So I want to check those out. 
Um, we're going to skip over that one. Siberia 2 Switch, November 30th. Okay, whatever. That's all of the the games coming out in December for all games. Okay, I mean November. It's a December. it's a quiet November, really. Thank God. Yeah. Thank been, fucking God. There's been too much Dude, good stuff. And as much as a, a spoiler alert, um, games of December not looking the best. So I agree with. It. I mean, like we need some quiet months. Yeah. Let us catch up, please. Yeah. So I'll probably right. I'll get I'll get the Pokemon I'll get um I I'm not one? gonna I am not gonna get the Pokemon uh Battlefront no 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 Resident Evil Revelations one and two yeah I'll get that on sale I'll get Skyrim on sale I might get Forces Sonic Forces there's one other thing I was definitely gonna get what was it let me pull it back up Rocket League uh, nah what are you. F- if if I buy Rocket right, League, let's do, all right, all right, lesser known. La Noir, La is what I was definitely going to get. Lesser known. Um. So this week's lesser known is Animal Crossing One. So I, I think can we just can we just stop at the name? Just Animal Crossing for the GameCube. Just stop. Yeah. Okay. All see right. you guys next week. Yep. All right. Anyways, Mr. Resetti, can we talk about him and how terrifying he is? Yeah, he instills discipline in the Dude. player. You have to save. You have to quit properly. If you don't, you will be destroyed <laughs> by Mr. Resetti. I have a Mr. Resetti amiibo. Dude, I am not kidding you. Mr. Resetti is the is really one of the characters in video game history that I have be like. He is responsible for. <laughs> nice amiibo, dude. If you only you would take him out of the box so I could see him. Tom Nook. <laughs> Mr. Resetti is has made me the person that I am today because of how strict he was. Puts hair on your chest. Dude, that game is... I remember... Okay, so I'll be honest with you. You... <sighs> I can say this because you and I are bros, and that is that whenever that game came out, we were in high school. I mean, middle school. Yeah. And we were like in sixth grade or yep. something like that. And I remember you and I had different classes, all every single thing. So you and I really stopped becoming friends. Like we were friends, but we were like friends in passing rather it, it than did slow actually. down because we weren't in, we didn't see each other all the time every day. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that because of that, I became friends with other people, and those people made fun of me for playing Animal Crossing. I'm not kidding you, yeah. and I can't telling like you have no idea what you're missing out on because animal crossing is the greatest thing in the world and then i met mr Rossetti and i was like you know what maybe you guys were right because <laughs> this man is fucking ridiculous and i don't want to deal with him anymore i j- like honestly animal crossing is it's very lesser known it's crazy a lot of people don't realize that the game we were talked about this earlier a lot of people don't realize that the game came out on the gamecube yeah. but in america first obviously it came out on the uh, well whatever we will just sidestep that it came out on the n64 in japan but um a lot of people don't know it came out on the gamecube first and it <laughs> It was just such a great game. Like, I can't... That's all I can say about it. Is It was such a great game. It had something to do all the time. 
and it's it's one of the games there's very few games of of past generations that I refuse to get rid of. Like Metal Gear Solid ones I will never sell ever again. Ever. Never never ever ever ever. Animal Crossing is in that category, honestly. Yeah. I've never gotten rid of that game. I still have it in this house right now. I think the first one was the best. I think it just had the most to do and uh, above all else the sequels had like quality of life improvements where they made things more convenient and things like that. But at the end of the day, the first one just had the most to do. It was part of my French, but it was fucking, it's the closest thing to a fucking perfect game ever. Like that. I want to go that far. (laughs) Dude. Okay. I'm, I'm being dramatic, but it's, it's really fucking good. Like, Oh, like I, I remember whenever I put down on my Christmas list that I wanted a GameCube. The first game that I wanted was Monkey Ball Two. The second game I wanted was Animal Crossing, and the and honestly, at the time that I put down Animal Crossing, the reason why I wanted it was because it came with a memory card. It's yeah. not a game, and then I played it, and I f- so. Good. There's KK Slider, dude. Yeah. Like, dude. I remember the. um, Do you remember the chick that um, you had to wash her car? Yeah. Was she a giraffe? No, the giraffe was the. No. Oh, God dang it. The giraffe. You had to wash her car. Yeah, it was a giraffe. Yeah, but anyways, like, you had to wash her car, and, like, I remember I played it with the wave bird, and I was, like, because you and I read a forum and said, like, don't play it with a wave bird because you need the wired controller to get around the car quick enough to get the the uh, new shirt. Yeah. I was, like, dude, she, like, showed up in my town the next day. I plugged in a controller just to play that part, and I actually got the shirt, and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was, like, just for a shirt. Who cares? But uh, it was, dude, Animal Crossing for the GameCube. Such a good game. And you could take out the disc, too. Everything was just loaded right there on the, the uh, memory card. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. I can go on and on about Animal Crossing. I know I've been the one rambling on here, but it's mainly because I'm intoxicated because I've drank in uh, an entire pint of beer. But um, ten percent at ten percent alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Ten and a half. Don't forget the half. Uh, so anyway, Animal Crossing is a fan freaking test game. Um, exactly. So this has been about a two hour long podcast. We should probably wrap it up, dude. You know what? We've been gone for so long. We needed to do this. This 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 is this is destiny right here. Pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's get us let let's get out of here. Okay, where do people find us at? Uh at Z Targeting twenty sixteen on Twitter and on Instagram. And then you can go did to the Did you see pl- my new did you see my new Twitter name? New name here. <laughs> Why? Because I need to think of something new. Pepsi is best wasn't working anymore. Oh, so I need I, I really need you to say something blasphemous that way I can insert you know uh, I'll think of something. Um, yeah, I'm sure. 
Um, you can go to the podcast app on your iPhone or the Google Play Store on your Android phone and subscribe or go to SoundCloud.com slash ZTargeting. Um, you can follow me at LukeDollar23 on Twitter. Dakota's at Fox.89 on Twitter. And Buck is at Brow Gaming. So that is where you can follow us at. Um, thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, etc. Share it with your friends and your mom and whatnot. Give it to them for Christmas. Especially your mom. Yeah. Um, and thank you and uh, catch you next time.